overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Good evening, and welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. Hi. <laughs> That wasn't weird at all. You usually say hi, Laura. I know. I was just like, I'm just like, let's just see what happens. That's literally what I said right before yeah. this went. And I'm like, I'm I'm throwing curveballs tonight. I'm not gonna just do exactly what you think. I'm not a robot. It's Why gonna... am I so bad at this part? You're not that bad at no, it. No, it's rough. No, it's fine. Which you will see live on yes. August 19th. How rough my intros are. Yes. Well, we are super excited to get to host um the women's brunch so the fall kickoff brunch on august 19th at 10 o'clock at slate yes we'll have a panel of women that we'll interview again and kind of do an embarrassment of riches live we loved doing it last year we had so much fun there is more room this year we've got space for 200 guests Mm -hmm. my mom is coming hurrah Mm -hmm. you'll get to meet the gala the gala sellers and my sister-in-law Oh wow! And you'll see if you can. She's 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 Laura's doppelganger, according to some people. Although <laughs> One completely time, different. Okay. Well, can I tell this story? I don't care. Okay. Your, your sister in law is not going to listen to this. Okay. <laughs> she might. Okay. She wouldn't be offended. Anyways, um, it was. I'm gonna say Micah's. Nope. The Campbell's. Campbell's oh, baptism. Over oh, two. It was Porter's. Okay. 100%. I'm going to just say yes. We'll mm-hmm. agree to disagree. We will never agree about this. That's like that text I got from my dad. Did I tell you we about that? We will never agree We will this. never agree. I'm sorry, blah, 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 like but we will never agree. Yeah, he's a, it's a, that's right. Mistakes were made. Um, <laughs> that's Kaylin's way of apologizing to me. Mistakes were made. Okay. Anyways, a child of Laura's was One being baptized. <laughs> who that was that will remain a mystery because i wouldn't remember which one of my children have has only how do you know which but micah hasn't been baptized okay so it's not micah (laughs) process of elimination it's not micah it was about two and a half years ago okay it's possible she knows more than i do i don't know who's to say any who that's not the crux of this story the crux of this story is i get out of my car and i see this nearly six foot thin, long, red-headed woman walking into church on the day of her child's baptism in a pantsuit, and I think it's Laura Pace, and I get out of the car, and I am catcalling her, like, woohoo, woohoo, Laura, work your thing, girl. So dressed up. <laughs> so dressed up. You look good, girl. And um, then the woman kind of looks at me. And I realized that's not Laura, but she was also with Gala, which was throwing me off. Mm-hmm. It also threw me off that Gala was like blank face 
I don't know if she didn't recognize me, even though she just met me 30 times, or if she was like so embarrassed of my cat calling in the parking lot. What kind of church is this? Could not comprehend what was going on. But in my mind, it was like, I'm like, I guess Laura's dressed up because... Um, her daughter is getting baptized today. But then when we got in church, it was like, no, now, just regular. Jess's whole family was like, when have you ever seen Laura dress like that? Ever. <laughs> Never, ever, but ever, also, ever. Like, and also, like, if be, she like, was going to be tub? dressed up, I think for sure she wouldn't have been wearing a pantsuit. But anyway. She'd be wearing her nice jeans. Yeah. But then later in the service, Laura's brother was there too. And he put his arm around fake Laura. And Kyle's like, they're awfully close. <laughs> but he was making fun of me because I was saying that that was Laura. And it was Oh, Laura. good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Anyways, we digress. Um, join us, Laura's, uh, Laura's sister-in-law and Gayla mm-hmm. and all of you wonderful ladies from Dallas Bible at the Women's Brunch. Tickets are on sale. They are $10 and I believe they will go fast. I do too. It's at Slate, like we said. And we bring a friend. Now we have a special guest today. I'm very excited because she laughs at a lot of the things that we say that aren't that funny and it makes me happy. That's right. It's Stephanie Fitz something. <laughs> that's what you the get. Hardest when you, name. That's what you get you get when you try to throw me off before. It's Stephanie Fitzherbert. There, oh, you did great. You I did, did great. It. I know. You did great. I, I, you would I, be surprised how many people get it wrong. What do they is it is it Fitzgerald they do or what do they do? Well, so my maiden name was Enchbacher. Ooh, which is legitimately hard. Like, so it's like super Rough ones. Yeah, yeah, like legitimately, like when you see well, it, it's A E N. The like Fitzherbert really could be like, could be like Scottish, British, but also could be German, right? So Scott, um, when he was in college, I think he tried to get his teachers to call him Fitz A Bear. Oh, <laughs> of course he That's did. That's French. So French. I love it. <laughs> yes, we oui, we. Oui. But it is, yeah, it's Fitzherbert. But we get a lot of just like, how do you say that again? Or like spelling it is really challenging for people too because it's like, but it's like okay, exactly I'll how it's s- No, I stand by the, the spelling. It's hard. Really? Mm-hmm. Fitzherbert is a hard... No, only because it's a lot now of letters. Now that y'all say it spelled out. exactly like it sounds, <laughs> that kind of crazy stuff, it feels a little easier. Well, I, I th- you're talking to the girl. But if you don't think through sound when you're spelling, then it's hard. Well, yeah. Yeah, if you, you're talking to the girl whose last name is Denny, has people that have been friends with me for 15 plus years that still spell my name wrong. Yeah. And I'm like. Is there an EY? It's is there an no EY? E-Y? There, it is an EY. Yeah. But I, like. By routine, because people will automatically put D-E-N-N-Y, I say D-E-N-N-E-Y. And usually what happens is if I do that, like at at some clerk in a hotel, she's like, I think I know how to spell Denny. And then she like writes down D-E-N-N-Y. Yeah. Uh, almost always. I so. am not a restaurant, ma'am. Like the restaurant. You also corrected me early on and said that Jess, for you, is just one S. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever going to write oh. to Jess Denny, it's... One S at the end of Jess, Jess with one S. and an E Y at the end of Denny. Mm-hmm. It's a Jess. There's no. There's well, you, that's because she's married to Kyle, who's just helps like Jess. Her, my nickname is Jess the Yes. It's mm. oh, okay, yeah, 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 that works. It works. It's also <laughs> because for some reason J E S S never looked very feminine to me, uh-huh. but I actually prefer being called Jess to being called Jessica. Okay, but I don't I like the that. way J E S S looks on paper, but mm. I like how J E S looks fine. Mm. Steph, do you, are you a, a PH, Steph? PH, yeah. Do you ever... It, it, Does Scott call you Steph? I think so. 
Mm. I actually don't really know. He's what, just like, color hey. his, what color are his eyes? <laughs> Do you even I know? Think they're a little bit of a green. <laughs> Maybe he calls me I that. Know. I don't know. He probably just calls me hey. Uh-huh. Hey, you. Yeah. <laughs> Baby. Make well, me dinner. Plum. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Stephanie Fitzherbert. Okay. Um. So, well, I was born in Illinois. No. Um. Were you I, born in Illinois? I was born in Illinois. Oh, um, wow. my, I was the daughter of a Air Force mm. colonel. Um, we grew up moving around like every two, three years. Wow. So um, my whole life has been kind of all over the place. Um, we moved from, we lived in Illinois to Virginia. We lived overseas for a couple Where of years. Where were y'all in Virginia? Um, we were there twice. We were in Woodbridge and then Fairfax. Okay. So we were, and you know, my dad's military and Air Force too, right? Yeah. So we were at Bowling. Yes. Okay. And, and we were, and he was at, also at the, at the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then where were you in Europe? We were in Germany in Wiesbaden. Oh, we were in Ramstein. Okay. Okay. And then we were also in England. We were at RAF Chicksands there. Every two years. Two to three. Yeah. Do you remember feeling any kind of way about it? When I was little, I loved it because hmm. it was an adventure and I loved seeing new houses and new places and it just didn't ever feel Well, and your family unit is more right. locked in when yeah. you that, that's, younger. That's who you, that's who your people, yeah, that's where and, you're getting what you need from. And everybody else, because we lived on bases, everybody else was moving every couple of years, so it wasn't weird. Especially mm-hmm. if you're overseas. Right. Yeah. To be the new person or to like, you know, move around so much. So it wasn't like a an unusual thing. But then once we got to high school, I went to three high schools, which was hard. Um, I was in Virginia for my freshman year and then Colorado Springs, which is my favorite place I've ever lived. And that was imagine why. Yeah, I know, right? No one what loves, a no one loves Colorado. <laughs> um and we were only there for one year. And I was mm. so mad at my dad. I like didn't talk to him for a week. So I was like, we you promised me I was going to graduate mm. from here. And then, we, like, two weeks later, we found out that we were oh, moving. Wow. And I was like, where are we moving? San Antonio, Texas. And I was like, Mah. We're going to go walk <laughs> on the sun I was like, are after horses paradise. There? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the Start sun, except it's like, cowboy the, it's like the sun, except humid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not Ooh. quite as refreshing as the sun. <laughs> yeah. It's a wet heat. It's a yes. wet heat. Yes. yes. So we, um, and when I was in Colorado, you know, Colorado's very chill, obviously. And we moved to San Antonio and I went to this high school that was very fancy. Mm. And so it was like, everyone's wearing like black pants to school. And I was what? like, just, I was like jeans and sweatshirts. What? Oh, hold on just a second. Was it 1993? It was 1998. Okay, that track, because that's when I was in, I was, I was trying to like make it be whatever, but now I realized like I was in college when it was like all the black pants, yeah, and black that pants. was 1980. And I had, like, I pants. did not own a pair of black pants. Sure. <laughs> so we had to go shopping. You had Birkenstocks. And <laughs> did jeans. you have those, <laughs> did you have those black shoes that had the like wrap around oh, yes. black top Steve thing? Steve Madden. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Steve, back. But I had the, I had the fake Steve Maddens and they smelled horrible okay. mm, thanks for yeah. that yeah okay. just imagine what that was <laughs> feet i can't smell like feet. so so great how many how long were you in san antonio we were there for two years okay. so my junior and senior year mm. in high school and then my parents actually moved to dallas when i graduated so i went off to kansas for school and then they moved up here what was the draw to kansas 
I was a fifth generation KU. So gotcha. um, my dad, both my parents went there. That's where they met. And then my dad's family, um, one of the chancellors at KU. Like, wow. Did, did you meet Scott in college? No. We met. Um, I was living in Chicago, which is the longest place I've ever lived. Well, until now, I guess. I lived there for nine years um, after college, and I um, was back home for the holidays. Scott was here. He was a friend of a friend. A friend so, of a friend, friend of a friend. We went out for New Year's, and I was like, hey. I like the emphasis she does on New Year's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> emphasis on yeah. New Year's. Emphasis on, on the syllables. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we went out for New Year's, and I met him that night. I think we talked for like five seconds, and I was like, oh, I went to KU. He was a big KU fan. And then the next day, we were out at um, this bar called Frankie's. It's no longer there. It used to be Hop Dotties. Or it's now Hop Dotties. Um, but down on McKinney. And hmm. we spent all day watching football, and we just chatted, and we became Facebook friends. And so we did, you know, as one does emails every day. <laughs> oh, my God. Because you moved back That's to awesome. Chicago. Cause, or didn't I was living back. in you, Chicago. Yeah, like, you yeah. went back. And yeah. y'all emailed on Facebook. We still have, I mean, I still have them. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. It's really hilarious. To Would you look forward to getting his emails? Like, oh, I was waiting like by the computer, you know, did y'all instant message? No, <laughs> no, there was, it wasn't even like a, it was literally emailing. And then we finally moved to text messages and then it got less exciting. Okay, mm. I, I'm going to do a little aside here. Like, so Stephanie is way younger than me. It appears because mm. she was in high school in a year that I was graduating from college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say way. I would say at five years younger. Uh, that can't be true. What year did you graduate from high school? 99. No. Okay. She, well, I graduated. Well, maybe that is true. Yeah. Never mind. That was exactly true. Mm. You're like, you hit it. Like you couldn't be truer than that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your math is impeccable. Anywho. Anything in the fives, I, I can rock. <laughs> you can, that kind of math, I can do it all day. Not a, ma- not a math day. person. Um, but when I first went to college, I still got letters. Letters, handwritten letters. So that mm. I went to college. I graduated from high school in 94. I still, I would go to the mailbox every day. And at least once or twice a week, I would get a letter in the mail. Oh, from awesome. you know. Now, part of this was as a military brat, Yes. I had pen pals my Same. whole life. Okay. Yep. So I had people that I was writing letters to, like mm-hmm. friends from all over the country. Yep. And then maybe some boy I met at Club Isabella in Shreveport that was like from <laughs> Tyler and was going to like University of Texas at Tyler. And maybe he was going to write me a letter because he met me at Club Isabella, you know, or whatever. Here's my you know. address. Here's my address. Right. Like, again, it was 1994, 95, right? Here's okay. how you can find me. Here's how you can find me. Here's my P.O. box at Louisiana Tech University. Anyways, I was so I was getting letters, right? By the end of college, no letters, I'm getting emails. When Kyle and I were still dating in the early 2000s, still getting personal emails. When's the last time y'all got like a legit personal email? Not like a business matter personal email, but like somebody's like, hey, Steph, what's up? My kids are doing this. Mm, I'm like, I remember how you used to get that. Like now no one does letters at all. Like I miss the email letter that I used to get. Yeah. Now I don't even get that. It's just like, Hey, we're looking for, we're looking for table hosts for the women's, uh, brunch. (laughs) Yeah. Email's so boring. Hey, hey, if I sent you an email that says, (laughs) Hey, we're looking for, 
<laughs> respond. respond. Okay. <laughs> but that's sad, I right? still get I still get a special email from my 97-year-old grandma. Is it like is it no, like No, it's like a It's not like a forwarded one that like Barack Obama is a Muslim. It is not that. Um it is asking about his birth that's certificate. That's what I used to get. I'm just from kidding. My it's not no, it's like a sweet like my grandma Sorry, is amazing and she's offensive. like I love you and I miss you and your children are beautiful and Aww. that kind of email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's special those emails. I feel like even if I get one of those emails, it's hard to respond to it because I'm like, oh, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I need to just be able to swipe a quick text. Yeah. We've lost something there. Anyway, so <laughs> you... you, But you are still getting letters. Or, or, or Facebook. When, it, when it's love, it's different, when though. When it's love, it's different. Um, yeah, so we were connecting um, every day. So basically from the day we met, we've spoken in some form or fashion oh. every day since then, which is... Y'all think, were smitten. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. <laughs> so we jumped about all about. We sure when, did. When did you become a Christian? So I grew up going to church. I, but I, I wouldn't say that I was now being where I am now. I wouldn't mm. say that I was really a Christian until probably five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I get misty um they clamped yeah mm-hmm. sorry like spontaneously i don't know why i cry when i tell the story um maybe because jesus saved you probably yeah and it feels <laughs> real like it feels it feels it tender does, it yeah. does feel real um so but growing up i was you know i was an altar girl i would like we would go to church the stage every Sunday. was set to yes believe. like i always believed like i always believed but it didn't um it didn't really, it wasn't ever really like real to me. And I think I went through the motions of religion my whole life. Um, hmm. And Scott actually, um, when we we started dating, he was never like, but he, he grew up in it, like deep in it. Church, he went to that summit place in mm-hmm. Colorado that Aaron talks about all the time that, um, you know, he was like really well versed in the Bible. He like knows everything and studied it. And I was just like, yeah, I got it. Totally. God, mm-hmm. we're homies. <laughs> love it. Love him. Totally believe. Um, and then we would go to church with his, um, family whenever I would visit them. And I remember just Where's being like, his family from? His family lives in Kansas city. Okay. Now he grew up in West Texas. Okay. In level land. Um, so you visit his family. Yeah. Uh, like at the holidays uh-huh. and we would go to church with them. And I was, it was never like, I was like very uncomfortable <laughs> in a non-denominational setting. Did because, people clap? Oh, uh, I don't that, know that, that was, there was clapping. As a, growing up a Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first time I went to a non-denominational church. Now the first time I went to a non-denominational church was like, full Pentecostal so okay so that's, <laughs> that's quite okay, the experience I, that was quite the experience but even when so that doesn't I don't count that one because that was like not what like yeah. normal Protestant church. Yeah. I thought that's what like all Protestant churches were like um and that's not true in mm-hmm. case you don't know mm-hmm. um but uh when I went to even like the first like kind of DTS-ish church and people clapped to the music I would like blush yeah <laughs> I don't know. Maybe don't show how you feel. Yes, I know. Like I can't. So awkward. I can't even wrap my brain around why it made me blush, but it made me blush. Oh, I, I I feel that like deeply (laughs) because it felt it it felt different than 
what I was Cultural. experiencing. Yeah, it was, it's it was supposed a... to be a reverent place. Like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be in church. It's supposed to be serious. It's supposed to be this, like, moment between you and God, and you're supposed to feel something is what I always kind of thought. And, like, I remember, though, growing up, like, I'd be at church, and I would feel different in service than I would afterwards. And so um, – <laughs> It's always kind of like, was it hunger pains? Was it like, was it the Holy Spirit? Like, what do you think? You know, you no, know, he works in mysterious he, ways. He does, he does. But I, I still feel that way now. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know if maybe it's just the time of morning. Um, but I'm always really, really hungry at church. <laughs> I mean, that's a hundred percent true. It doesn't matter if we go to I 10:45 mean, and I ate at 9:30. Right. I am gnawing my arm yes, off by the end. Ravenous. This is very critical to this story. <laughs> So what happened five years ago? So, what what um, shifted? So five years ago, we we were unchurched after we got married. We didn't. Um, we did get married in the church. We had like a small ceremony, and then we did like the big wedding in Colorado that mm-hmm. was outside and um, and not necessarily religious um, or faith based. But we um, we had had Beckett, our first um, son, and we were feeling like, okay, we kind of need to like do something, maybe start going to church. And we had, um, some friends like, cause for you, like you, you, like you believed the, the, the whole yeah. kind of Jesus God story yeah, and felt like this was just like the moral right thing to do yeah, to exactly. like raise your kids. We should, church. we should have a foundation. We mm-hmm. should have like some a moral sort of foundation. Moral well, foundation. I, I, I feel like I hesitate to say it a little bit, but well, not any specific denomination. Sometimes it feels it does feel more cultural. Mm-hmm. This and and uh, really Bible that's, Belt, right. not and, denomination. And honestly, it's Bible Belt. It's not, more. Like, yeah, I think that's true. Like for me, that was definitely true. Like growing up Catholic, there was definitely a cultural element to that. that now, there's definitely some Catholics that I knew, like from South Louisiana, that's like were very passionate about their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think that's true about Catholics. I think that's true, true in the Jewish faith. I think that's true in lots of Protestant mm-hmm. faiths, like, mm-hmm. you know, so, but it, it feels, it does feel particularly true for this region. Oh, yes. to, right. You know, e- yeah. you go to church, e- especially on Easter and Christmas and, but yeah, I, yeah. It, it, it just feels like part of life. Yes. So I felt like, um, we moved up to the suburbs and I remember, I remember having this conversation. We're with, all in Dallas, but we this were point. in Dallas. Yeah. Okay. And we, um, I had these friends and I remember them talking about how this other friend of theirs, oh, they moved to the suburbs and she became a Christian and now she only does things with her church friends. And I was like, that's so mm. weird. So <laughs> like, she like just going to the Arboretum and the zoo and, and everybody. like, man, how boring. <laughs> I will never be that person. <laughs> And here you are. Here I am on a podcast. Um, so <laughs> my so, church friends. So, um, but you know, then we moved up to the burbs and we had this, um, I have this friend and she was hosting a Bible study and she was like, just come do it with me. And I was like, sure. Why not? Like I'd been kind of feeling like we needed something like that and I was curious about it. And it was, it was Isaiah, mm. which is not easy to do. It's a good one. First one. Mm -hmm. So I was like, sure, let's do it. And I remember being at this, at this Bible study, the first meeting and her mom was there and she was like talking about how like angry God was and like, man, God is like really angry right now. And I was like, God's not angry. Why would God be angry? He's like, it's God. Like, what does he have to be angry about? You know, like 
I knew nothing, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was just like, okay, well, I'll just play along. We'll see what's going on here. And then, um, you know, I went through, we went through it and I was like learning a little bit and kind of wet my appetite. And I was like, okay, well, sure. Like maybe I'll want to go to church someday. And so, um, they invited us to DBC and Aaron was, sorry, it's when I get weepy. Um, he was preaching the big story, hmm. which was, I think, tw- I think it was 2018. Um, and I remember going in. And I was like, we were real uncomfortable. <laughs> so I was like, I don't like the music. It's too much. Like Those dang drummers. <laughs> the drummers. Kyle, Danny, um, yes. Halen, Pace. <laughs> so, um, but we, we would go and I was like, oh, I really like that message. Or I liked Aaron. I loved how it was just, it felt real and it felt applicable. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, to my life at the moment, I was so I, was, I work in advertising, public relations, really more public relations. But I was at an ad, ad agency at the time, and I was working on a um, a Christian nonprofit, and I'd been on this piece of business for like six years, and I ne- it never like clicked for me until I started going to church. I was like, oh, this mission, and it, so it like made everything kind of. This is why this matters. Yes, this is why this matters. And so, um, anyway, we were at. I remember sitting at one of the, um, one of the messages, and he was talking. He was talking about Joseph, and and Scott leaned over to me, and he was like, "Not Jesus's dad." <laughs> was he saying that like just to confirm <laughs> yes, with you, or yes, to or like he saw like, the like numbers in my head, being like, "What is happening?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, I love that. And I'm like, I wasn't sure if he was confirming for himself, like, right, not Joseph. No, he was like, he was like, just so you know. Because like, I was like, this timeline does not make sense to me. He saw the wheels <laughs> turning over there and he's like. Yes, I was like, oh my gosh. You're like, I mean, so I thought you were the pastor, but. Mm, I'm not sure about you, Aaron. Um, so I remember, I just remember that so clearly and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Thanks. Thanks for the that. The title of this podcast, just so you know, is not Jesus's dad. It is. Love it. It's That's not great. Jesus's dad. Okay. That's it. There we go. Um, so like I, it, I was just excited about mm-hmm. it and it was just like brought me in. And so we eventually, um, just, we were just like, ever since we started that one day, we came mm. and we started going. And so we were like, yep, this is it. This is, this is our, um, you know, new church. And it did cause some issues at, with my family mm. because it was a different denomination than I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And that was a big, um, a big misunderstanding, I think, between, um, me and my mom. And it was hard. It was really hard to, to know in your heart that this was right and mm-hmm. then have it be something that is causes friction causes well it start it it challenges your faith right when it's at its jumping right. off place well and it causes you to have to defend it right immediately mm-hmm. um and i remember talking to my dad um years before we were in dallas but i was talking to him and i was like you know what i just feel like I want to like explore and see what's out there because I'm not sure what we grew up in is right for me mm-hmm. or where I want to be. And, you know, I think there's, so it was always kind of there, mm-hmm. like tugging. 
at me to like find my place. So, um, anyway, so yeah, but we would, I mean, we for sure going to church, we would like wait out in the lobby until the music was done. Is that why you Come serve in, in check-in now? No. So, so <laughs> you know, they did, they, they still do that. <laughs> yes. They're like serving in the check-in in official ministry to avoid uh, the music. No, because I know that Scott has said something to Kaylin oh, before. Scott's obsessed with Kaylin. <laughs> about his drumming. <laughs> no, no, plot twist. Now it's like my favorite thing. And we sit in the front row and we are like, you know, we save our seats to make sure no one sits in our spot. Well, Nobody we wants the, the front we row. The I know. Yeah. Well, just in case. You Spoiler know, alert. Just in case. Those seats are all yours. <laughs> well, you know. Unless, unless Aaron's family's there. Kalen drummed on his birthday on the 2nd this last weekend. And I was like, I couldn't go because we had a kid with a fever. He did great. Uh, he, as he does. And um, he, I was like, was it crowded? And he, because it's a holiday weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yes. When I went in, I had to sit in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> so Shoot. we, we usually save a seat for Kalen whenever um when you're not oh there. that's very sweet yeah but we we watched from home this weekend i watched i like watched the from heat home. has I been making Warren. the heat has been making us watch from home the last two weeks <laughs> yes when the weather's beautiful the denny's are always at church <laughs> they never miss <laughs> never but i'm telling you this summer it's been like let's we could get dressed or do I want to walk in dripping with sweat mm-hmm. or yeah, watching my pajamas? I well, I think when I haven't had youth, it's been, it's like, well, we'll just watch it on the couch. Yeah. So, but I mean, we should go. But anyway, I well, digress. Lydia likes to come and see her small group leader. She does. She does. And she's out of town. So that's the problem. Continue. Well, I love that. And I love your tenderness oh, yes. about it. Um, because I think it was a real shift. I mean, it was a, it was hard. I mean, it's still hard, I think, every day. Um, so in my job, it's very, very of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I work in a public relations agency and um, everything we do is image, progressive image, image. and mm-hmm. forward and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit contradictory to maybe my convictions now. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it wasn't before. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's been a a challenge for me to stand up for what I believe in and make sure that, Mm. that I feel good about what's happening, um, Mm -hmm. and what's being put forth, you know, and, and the work that I do. So Mm -hmm. I've had to have some tough conversations with my bosses too, Mm -hmm. about like, look, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable Mm -hmm. with that. And, and thankfully they've been really supportive, but, Mm -hmm. um, I do see it as being kind of an ongoing challenge, especially Mm -hmm. for the next I mean, for probably for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Good for you. That is such a hard conversation to have it's because a, it's well, hard. it's a hard balance because you don't want to be the legalistic Christian 100%. that gives Christians a bad name, mm-hmm. and you also don't want to be signing off on something that contradicts what you believe in, what you support, what yeah. you think is the best way, which is yeah. God's way. Um, so yeah, you can it can feel like a really weird line to draw. Yeah. And I and be, I where I sit like I work from home here. And so everybody I work with lives in Chicago. And so it is a it's a tension because I am like the girl in Dallas. Mm. Who, that like, Christian all, girl all in that, Dallas. You know, and all of the like assumptions probably that come with that, which, you know, some of them may be true, some of them maybe not, but I think it's 
it's a struggle for me because I, I do try to like sprinkle in at least like my true thoughts about things and, mm-hmm. and, you know, nod to my faith and talk about going to church on Sundays and how it's like an important thing for me and, and the family and, and whatnot. But it is, um, it is something that I do then feel like separate and apart mm-hmm. from everything and, and other people about, but I mean, it is what it is. Well, and it, it, it well, and kind <laughs> of like, it's not a choice. Right. You, 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 this is not like you're pract- you're culturally practicing something. It's what you really believe. Right. And it feels, the, the tension feels much stronger when you're going against. Right. What you actually believe. Right. Yeah. So during the, during the pandemic, I was, I think that's when I like really dug in. Like as soon as we started going mm. to church, I you know, was doing some Bible studies and. As I, soon as you started really digging in, then the pandemic hit. Correct. <laughs> well, and this is although, weren't you in our? I was, I was just about to ask that. Enneagram. Weren't uh-huh. you in our yes. Enneagram? Yes. Bible, oh my gosh! And we Bible like, study. I mean, was that your first that? one uh-huh. to do? Because I thought maybe you had done one with just before. Okay. I no. think maybe Lauren had done one with me the yes. summer before, okay. and you were friends with yep. Lauren, right? What is are that you? the connection? Yep. Was what are you? I'm a nine. Okay. Wow, and like an eight wing. Okay. Oh really? Well, I guess. You would have almost have to be to stand up, yeah, and like enter into some potential conflict and confrontation. Yeah, and I mean, saying, that, like, yeah that and that takes that that took a lot. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But she probably do does that. it in a nine way where they don't even know that they're <laughs> well, like, they don't even so know like sweet. it's like um when Kyle, well K- Kyle and Annie both um like sometimes they'll be like oh, I was staring her down. And you're like, you mean you were smiling pleasantly at their face <laughs> while thinking, I don't agree? That's what Kaylin, Kaylin's And long, they exactly thought much, you, they thought much, you yeah. agreed with everything they just said. Yeah. Kaylin's like, long running joke is that when Pat and Annie argue, they just bless each other back and forth. <laughs> yeah. But Kyle sometimes will act like he gave people a piece of his mind and, and the yeah. piece of his mind was like, hmm. I don't no. know if that's a good idea. Yeah, maybe. And he's like, I told them. I told them, maybe. (laughs) But I believe you. Anyways, you were saying you were digging in. You're like, yeah. And the pandemic hits. I was digging in, so I started to do the Bible recap. Mm -hmm. But, well, I saw that actually Fellowship Church in Dallas was reading the, was reading like a specific Bible that was like chronological. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like. I'm in. Okay. Yeah, because I need to figure out where, who is Jesus' dad and who is not Jesus' dad. Why was Jesus' dad wearing that special coat? What is happening? Yes. So I was, and and that's, I think a little, a bit of it was like, there were all these conversations happening and I was like, I really need to figure out like what I believe and I need to know, you know, like I need to, I need to read the Bible. So I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm in. So I started reading it. You guys, I finished it today. Three years. Hey. But I was like, I have got to finish this. Congratulations. 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 <laughs> that's Thank you. awesome. Thank that you. Awesome. I still am not real sure what Revelation said, but no. you know, that's okay. No. Who among us knows? Well, you know what? We'll dig it we'll dig into that yeah. later. But yeah, I was We're like, just gonna trust I like, Jesus. I have to there. finish it. But I got I got I think I got like to November and then and then two years passed. Mm-hmm. But I got back on it. We were all just making through. Making hey, it through. the fact that you made it through Leviticus, I'm like slow clap for you. Okay, I mean, I had like I was re- I was listening to it. That helps. Mm-hmm. And then I would read, and then I would listen to the Bible recap, and then I would like watch a video, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, got it, got to go. But anyway, you did it right. 
<laughs> that sounds intense. I listen to it while I run on the treadmill. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's when you. I get my Bible in. I read with my eyes, or with my ears, not with my eyes. That's what everyone does when they read. <laughs> Most people. Blind people read with their fingers. Thanks. I'm just saying there's lots of different that's ways true. that you can read. I read the Bible with my ears. Yeah. And sometimes my eyes. Yeah. Never with your fingers. Not ever. So were you and Scott on the same trajectory? Like what was going on in the marriage with all of this change for you? So he was very supportive, obviously. I mean, he, I think, has always kind of wanted me to get there. Mm. He's never been pushy with me about it, which was shocking, um, honestly. Um, because I don't feel, is he pushy? He's not pushy, but he's very convicted. Mm. He knows what he believes and he lives it and is like very opinionated and will argue to the death about it. And so with with me, he he kind of just like let me take the lead mm. on the decisions and then he was just like all in and on board. And so it's been I mean, it has been the best thing for our marriage and our mm-hmm. family and um we we still like both kids were baptized. Mm. <laughs> the the um the other way <laughs> so mm-hmm. they we made sure to like cross those bridges because that was happening kind of at the same mm-hmm. time as all of this but um and so now it's like uh, I just want to make sure that I have like a base and know how to parent my kids mm-hmm. because that's Cause my, this is new my to you this is new to me and and um and so I think there there is a little bit of like a tension with Scott and I because like the kids will be like hey, mommy, what does this mean? And I'm like, Scott, hey. <laughs> um, All I can tell you is this I'm is in Revelation. not Jesus' dad. This is for else. sure not Jesus' dad. Not Jesus' uh-huh. dad. <laughs> I'm like, Quinn will be like, she loves to talk about like heaven at bedtime. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure. You know, I, was, I cannot remember who it was. I don't know if it was somebody on the podcast, but um, – there was, there was, and you grew up in it, so this may not be your story, but someone said to me, when I, I had not learned the, the typical Bible stories oh, yeah. growing up. And when I, when this person became a Christian as an adult, being able, and he, he married, I think it was a guy, he married, um, a girl that was, had grown up in the faith. And she was like, it was so cool to see these stories through his eyes mm-hmm. as an adult learning them because he didn't know yeah which Joseph was who and right. and like learning all of those things and hearing about Noah and Moses and Jonah and all of these things as an adult felt so neat yeah that it was it just didn't it didn't feel like commonplace yeah when I'm, I'm sure that there are moments when Scott is st- still like okay Stephanie let me, <laughs> let me like level set with you <laughs> on what these things are um but yeah i mean with the kids i started listening to we like ellie holcomb like the kids mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. songs and quinn would sing fear not at the top of her lungs and i would just like sob in the front seat of the car mm-hmm. and just like loved all of that um so you know i've we've gotten around to the music mm-hmm. <laughs> those those dang love drums it. <laughs> <I> love it <laughs> well um and not that, um, not that like, um, it's a contest of like whose testimony is better or mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but I do always as, as a 
as a person who became a Christian as an adult, mm-hmm. um, too, like, like you, uh, there's like, there is some, there, like, there's some things where I'm like, I wish that I got to grow up believing that I wish that I had grown up in the stability of that. And like the mm-hmm. love of that, mm-hmm. like knowing what unconditional love was like, yeah. like I, I wish that I had that, but there's also like a level where I'm like, Oh, but I hope that my kids get to know what it feels like to really be saved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because for me, that doesn't feel like, like literary language. That does like, that mm-hmm. doesn't feel um, like theoretical. Like yeah. it mm-hmm. feels like I actually feel like I was saved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. I a hundred percent agree. I, I feel so lucky to have lived a full life. I mean, I like college. I lived my life. Like, I mm-hmm. lived in Chicago for nine years. Mm-hmm. I was single. Like, I had a great time. I don't regret any of it. But I feel like now, knowing what I know now, I'm so much m- more, um, I don't know if it's, it's not secure, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm confident in it mm-hmm. and confident in, in the decision because it was my decision. Mm-hmm. And it, it happened and it, it just like, I can't go back. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I can't imagine like shifting away and what that would be like. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really interesting too to like watch like the swing of culture and and see so many people deconstructing their faith and mm-hmm. like what does that even mean? Like I'm still constructing mine, mm-hmm. right? And like to then hear all these conflicting voices, it's mm-hmm. very um, disconcerting. But I also feel like I'm not. I'm like I'm not going to go down that road. Mm-hmm. Well, sure, because I think. From like my perspective, I'm like I I feel you on that because it's like I didn't grow up in that. Like right. I came into that eyes wide open. Mm. Like right. um, there like, was no like wool pull over my eyes. Right. It wasn't like I just experiences. Assumed, yeah, yeah. It was like, and even though I would have not known before I was 19, like I would not have said I wasn't a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like. And then why did I believe that? Like, I, I right. mean, like I believed sort of like sure. I believed in God. I believed yeah. basically the mm-hmm. Jesus story, but, but I, it was a different kind. First of all, I didn't understand grace at all. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Did not understand grace at all, but it was like, even in the denomination that I grew up in, it was like, I don't even really believe in the old Testament other than it's just like kind of an allegorical yeah. like sort I mean, of I didn't know it I yeah. didn't know any of it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Obviously, and, and again what's father. interesting <laughs> to me I was saying I was having this conversation with somebody the other day I was like it's it's interesting to me it's like I grew up believing that the old testament was allegorical and mm-hmm. that it like you know it's just teaching a message but it's that, that it didn't actually happen that exact way or whatever um and then becoming a Christian, like I see it through a different lens and now I believe that it actually did happen, Mm -hmm. you know, but also there's like something that's like really comforting and knowing that also my faith doesn't hinge on that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like where it's like, I I sometimes I think sometimes when I like someone's like grown up in this and they've only believed one thing their whole life that they don't feel the, um, like, I feel like I can ride some tension in a yeah. way that not everybody can. Mm-hmm. Like that, that doesn't bother me. Like, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. I, what I, what I know is true is that Jesus saved me. Like, like, mm-hmm. right. like that, like that, I'm not going back on that. Like I, right. I was lost. I know what it yes. was to be lost. I'm not going back there. 
Totally. Mm. 100%. So it doesn't matter what, like, yeah. it, it doesn't matter what, how the yeah. culture swings, how, like, yeah. I know I was lost. Well, and that's the thing, like, my life changed. Mm-hmm. I can, it's a, a tangible moment. And I feel better. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of anything. Like, all this stuff that's going on. It's like, I'm crying now, but I'm not, I'm not afraid. Like, mm-hmm. I think that was, like, the one thing that, um, has kind of like stuck with me through all of it. It's like, okay, well, it's that song. It's that fear not. Like, mm-hmm. that's what as, um, like, just, I I remember every time I'm like worried about something, it's like, nope, I don't need to worry about it. Mm-hmm. God's got it. It's going to happen. It's going to be fine. Whatever, whatever it is. And like, we don't live a dramatic life. Like, we don't really mm-hmm. have like big issues, you know, in, in our little family unit. And so, you know, anything, we don't really have anything to complain about, mm-hmm. you know, and we're th- very thankful for that. And I think like any, any issues that we have are very surface level probably mm-hmm. and more just about like making sure that we are raising the kids in the right way and, and mm-hmm. living in the world in the right way. And, and do we like our jobs, which maybe sometimes we do, sometimes we mm-hmm. don't, you know? So it's, I think it's a, it's a, we, I feel like God's got us. And I never have, like, uh, had that kind of security. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I, I – I think I've said this on the podcast before, that what I pray for my kids who are being raised in the faith mm-hmm. is that there will be a really meaningful time. I want their faith to, to be real to them. Yes. I want it to be so, so real um, and not just something I've taught them or that Kaylin's taught mm-hmm. them. And I think that that can certainly happen. And I think that happened, it just happened for you as an adult, Yeah, which is, inc- I think that is one of the most incredible things because some of the things I think we're asked to believe as Christians <laughs> feel crazy town. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that I, that would have been my story if, <laughs> if as an adult I was presented it not, and I know you kind of grew up in it mm-hmm. as well, but presented it for the first time I don't know if that would have been if it would have been believable to me sure yeah Stephanie can you tell us like of a time where I mean and again like the freshness of Mm -hmm. like you just like really coming to faith is is probably part of like the story of like a a hard time but can you can you think of like a, a situation where you feel like you really had to rely on God or like so <laughs> the rubber hit the road, there so to is, speak, well, in your faith. I mean, I think there's obviously the the moment that we came to church, but I, there was one moment that um, stands out in my mind from when I was in high school, mm. actually. Um, I had been out with friends, and I was out past curfew, and I was driving home, and I was in my neighborhood in San Antonio, and I was like speeding mm-hmm. <laughs> as teenagers, as as teenagers do i'm like oh this is the worst out past curfews <laughs> yeah i mean it just sounds like Russian the daughter home. in, a, in military <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so i um i hit a patch of water and you know in the summertime it's hot oil slick anyway mm-hmm. my car then spun and like went up against the curb and the the back wheel was like to the side and so it was not drivable and this was before cell phones. Mm. And I was not that far from my house. But um, so I get out of my car and I was just like, what am I going to do? This truck comes up behind me, like Mack truck. 
Mm-hmm. And we were in my neighborhood, so it's, like, weird that there's this Mack truck there. Also, I might be, like, maybe because of all the true crime stuff, I'm like, Stephanie's about to get murdered. Correct. Correct. That was my, <laughs> I mean, I may have just read a murder book about With a Mack truck. Mack truck movie starring Randy Travis. <laughs> yeah. It's terrifying. I can't think of what it's called, so, but it's terrifying. And anyway, yes, I'm so, terrified right so now. So, Mack truck comes up behind me, and this truck driver, like, gets out. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Do you have a cell phone? Do you have a phone or anything? Well... Then there's this girl who drives up on the other side of the median. She stops. She sees me. She gets out of her car and she's like, hey, are you all right? Are you? And I was like, do you have a cell phone? She gives me her phone. And so I call my dad. My dad comes to get me. And the But the truck driver's like, it's fine. I'll stay with her. I'll stay with her. You can go, girl. Mm. And I was like, no, no, no. She's going to stay with me. I'm actually still holding her phone. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You can go. So he leaves. And then she said to me, I am just so thankful that my Bible study ran late. Mm. That what? Her Bible study ran late. Mm. And so she was able to come home at that exact time. And I was just like, me too. You know, mm-hmm. like that was, it was just such a, such a moment. I mean, it's not like this like crazy thing, but mm-hmm. I like, I, it, they're just like little breadcrumbs throughout yeah. my life. I think that just mm-hmm. kind of, I've solidified it all. Mm-hmm. That God was like watching over yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if this is like a hard left turn, but that Randy Travis movie was called <laughs> Black Dog. <laughs> An ex-convict truck driver with a suspended license makes one last no question asked trip only to discover that his rig is stocked with assault weapons. Having mm. taken the cash paid <laughs> job to help support his family, the panicked man finds his wife and child's lives are in danger if he fails to deliver the goods, culminating in a high-speed chase involving a convoy of 18-wheelers. Oh, my. I'm just going to tell you, if you haven't seen Black Dog... <laughs> Order it today. <laughs> I don't know where it's streaming currently, but it stars Randy Travis, and it's Never a pretty good movie. It. Can't wait. Can't wait. Put it on the weekend, weekend that was watch back list. In other news, we're glad you weren't kidnapped. Yes. Same. Same. There was also a Kurt Russell was, movie. With we the, could not with be the, here right now. An 18-wheeler. There was also a Kurt Russell movie with an 18-wheeler yes. that was pretty terrifying, too. Yeah. Um, you'll have to tune in next week to find out what that find one out. is. Everyone's <laughs> waiting with bated breath. I know. I'm just telling you if one person, if one person watches Black Dog because of this podcast, I'll feel like this. Please I, comment. I, think I will. Yeah. I'll watch it tomorrow. I want to watch it. I'll rewatch it. I love Randy Travis. And I, and I love a good, terrifying story with an 18-wheeler in it. I mean. Apparently. You've so seen horrifying. two of them. I think that's too too many for me. Well, Stephanie, if um, if you had one big ask prayer, um, I think it would be that I like continue to just be bold mm. in my faith and confident, um, and that I can you know raise my kids confidently in it, so that they know um, you know that Jesus loves them and mm. and who they are. You know, mm-hmm. that's right now. That's that's really it. And world peace, obviously. Obviously. Peace. Also, <laughs> yeah, has, 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 have you found a peaceful place with your family of origin? Yes. Yeah. We are in a good spot. Um, we don't talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it, That's how I like to handle things. Yeah. Just yep. pretend like it's As not nine, there. As a nine, like avoiding conflict <laughs> is very, 
this is okay down into the left it's fine it's totally (laughs) fine Mm -hmm. Uh, like she doesn't know that I am doing this podcast like I feel like she would be a little bit apprehensive Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so um you know and I I I don't want it to be that way but I don't know what to do about it well and the truth is it's not like there's a specific issue like they did something wrong they did they no. did the best it was they a launching, could. And it was a launching point. And it was place a launching point. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what that's what a lot of it is that, that she feels um, like she did something wrong mm-hmm. because it's not in the faith that she is mm-hmm. or church that well, she goes. I, I think when I tell my mom things like, I'm going to start having Porter, who's going into high school, start having her make her lunch. <laughs> That my mom takes it as a little bit of a personal affront that she did something wrong making oh, my yeah. lunch through my senior year. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Kyle, Denny, and I are in a constant struggle of like, I'm. I've been telling him to stop making the kids lunches, <laughs> like because I basically was feral my most of my life. <laughs> I'm like the eight-year-old can make their own lunch for heaven's sake. Like, Fine. let him scramble his own eggs. That's right. He can. I mean, if he wants to have gummy bears for lunch, so be it. You know, like he'll learn. Um, yeah. No, it's it is it is sort of funny. It's like some of those things are just like, well, that, well, yeah. Like some of those things, it's just yeah, we're just different, right? Well, and I think and it what, just shows we, the tenderness of our mama's heart. Right. I, yes. you know, it, 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 does that mean I don't have a tender heart? No, I think that I means we're all lunches? doing the best we can. No, yeah. I think it shows <laughs> the best, the best, you, can. All the best you can, can. is <laughs> not making anyone's lunches at all. Oh, I think we're doing the best we can. And I know my mom did the best she could. And yeah. sometimes it feels like if we do something different, yeah. like we're saying you didn't do the best you could. Correct. And yeah. which is not at all what I'm saying. It just is me saying I might do this differently. Right. Also, and I also I have so many children and I don't want to make everyone's lunches <laughs> I anymore. I don't want to make anyone's well, lunches and ever they're definitely at, all. at an age e- where they can make their own even, lunch. That's right. Even in the summertime, I'm like, every once in a while, I'm like, would I'm making myself a grilled cheese sandwich. Would you like a grilled cheese sandwich? But I don't feel the need to. And they're like, what's going on with I mom? Don't, I don't need that. <laughs> well, you know what? Today, uh, I was told by Jana Taylor, also a DBC member, uh, she picked up Hank to take him to Texas Family Fitness. I was recently contacted by a former DBCer, uh, Amber Chris- Christopher, and a former roommate of mine, and she says, "Does Hank work out at Texas Family w- <laughs> Family Fitness? Dot 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 in purple Crocs." <laughs> And I was like, yes, sure does. They're so supportive. He's trying to get ripped. He's going into he's trying middle to get school. Ripped. He's going into middle school. He obviously he needs, takes it seriously he, if he's wearing purple Crocs. He's wearing purple Crocs too. But anyway, it was sort of funny. That it's like, I think I see your son up there in purple Crocs. Um, That's so funny. Anyway, what was, oh, so Jana called, so Jana picked up Hank to take him and Connor and their friend Drew up to Texas Family Fitness. This is not a plug for Texas Family Fitness. In fact, I have some disgruntled uh, <laughs> opinions about Texas Family Fitness, but still we're hmm. members. Um, but I digress. Um, but she was taking him up there, and she said that when I had I had I was had been walking the dog um, when they picked when she picked up Hank, and um, 
Jana was like, you're always walking. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I do. It's because it's my only form of exercise, yeah. but I walk a ton. And um, anyway, she said when I drove off, or when she drove off, Hank said, she's she's always walking, working, or watching documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse things that could be said. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what kind of mer- documentaries he said I was watching off air. But anyways, <laughs> he was, I was like, well, he's not wrong. I mean, those are, I'm walking, working, watching documentaries. Those yeah. are uh, the, the, the three W's of my life. I, I Those are for sure. Comment below on what documentaries you think Jess Denny <laughs> was listening to. <laughs> or watching. Watching, and, yeah. and listening to honestly both mm-hmm. like podcasts slash mm-hmm. slash watching so mm-hmm. anyway well stephanie thank you so much for coming well, sure. on embarrassment of riches <laughs> we loved having you that was i i know that that, that you were a little nervous about coming on but i think you did a great job well, i love your tenderness and i just praise god that um he saved you and that it's real to you and that's an i that's an answer prayer Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, and thank you guys for joining us on Embarrassment of Riches. Bye.